Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the Pure Worship Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Dio, and my total passion in life is to do anything and everything I can to help you get closer to God. I figure if we can do that, it's going to impact every other area of your life. From your finances, to your family, to your job, and without a doubt, your eternity. Sure, we'll talk musical worship, but more than anything, we'll talk fellowship and real friendship with our Heavenly Father. Abundant life done right. Our mission at the Pure Worship Podcast is to help you discover or rediscover that walking and talking full of purpose connection with God that you might also empower others in the same way. So be encouraged and join the conversation as we go on the journey together. Today on the Pure Worship Podcast, you're definitely gonna wanna listen all the way through as Josh and I unpack some incredible practical ideas on the topic of aiding our awakening with singing. Of course, we've already spent a ton of time pounding away at the idea that worship is so much more than singing. But now we do want to circle back and take a closer look at the unprecedented supernatural blessings that come to those who worship through song. This topic is just too critical to disregard. A couple things to look forward to. I dive into some unexpected or lesser known New Testament scriptures that reveal the power of community when we sing. And Joss explores the way that singing helps us absorb and digest biblical truth. All right, let's pray and we'll get into it. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this gift called singing. Thank you for the incredible mystery you've created as you call us to open our mouths to give you praise. Let us not hold back because of our pride. We open our hearts to all you have to say. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys, it's that time, so let's get into our conversation entitled, Aiding Our Awakening with Singing. All right, Josh, so here we are hanging out together, and we are going to bring a little nugget to you guys today. Uh, called Aiding Our Awakening with Singing. And the whole deal with this is, if you know us, you've been listening to other podcasts, you know that we're we're big time into secret place. We're big time into having, first and foremost, relationship with God, face-to-face connection with Him. But we've also discovered that our whole life is worship. Yeah. So what can happen sometimes is once you have that revelation that, hey, I need to spend all day with God. I mean, I'm at work and I can be doing my work to God. I could be doing my homework to God. I could be helping the lady across the street uh, and it's all worship. That's amazing. Then suddenly you start to think to yourself, well, maybe this singing thing isn't really that important anymore. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not even that big of a deal. Uh, maybe it's something I would just throw that out and our whole life will just be worship and we won't worry about the singing thing. Right. But what we've discovered is that once again, this is kind of one of those both and things. And that while we talk about our whole life being worship, we cannot, we must not throw out the singing portion because there is something valuable, something supernatural about singing that we cannot overlook. Yes, so absolutely. I was going to say that 
you know, it's our natural plus God's super and it becomes something supernatural. Yep. So it's really exciting to be talking about this, guys. You know, we're a couple of singers, but we 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 really want this to be revealed to the body of Christ in a fuller way. Again, it's not it's it's a both and thing. It's lifestyle. It's it's serving the poor. It's doing all that stuff. But guys, there is something so powerful with singing. We're going to tap into that today. Yep, yep. And of course, when you start thinking about singing, the first thing you think about is opening your book, your Bible to the middle, <laughs> which is what I was always taught. You know, yeah. if you want to find the Psalms, you just open it right to the middle and there you are. Uh, and so we always think, well, Psalms, that's where all the singing scriptures are. And we are going to share a couple of scriptures from Psalms. But one of the things I want to do, Josh, is I want to lead people outside of that place where we're kind of that's where we think all the singing scriptures are. want to talk about some other Old Testament scriptures that talk about singing, but then also, even though we know the New Testament has fewer uh, scriptures about singing, uh, there are some, and I'll tell you, they are very significant. So we'll look at some of those as well. Awesome. Yeah, this is going to be cool. Yeah, Jeff, I love Psalm 95, and it says this, you know, just kind of bouncing right out of the gate here. Verse 1 of Psalm 95 says, Come, let us shout joyfully to the Lord, shout triumphantly to the rock of our salvation. Let us enter his presence with thanksgiving and let us shout triumphantly to him in song. Oh, you're talking about shouting in song. Well, so not just shouting. Well, that's what I said, Jeff. I oh, said that is if, what you if, said. If you Sorry, I just, song. I just wanted to emphasize it, you know. Yeah. In Psalm 100, it says, you know, enter his gates with thanksgiving, enter his courts with praise. Yeah. So there is this amazing, you know, element of song that is, it's again, the supernatural thing. And I, what I love about the Psalms is that David was tapping into this amazing thing that was really a New Testament or actually post-cross revelatory uh, thing that he was tapping into when he established David's tabernacle, when he's talking about, yes. when he's talking about, you know, uh, singing and, and, and taking the word and singing the word and just establishing that house of prayer back in the day. And he was tapping into this thing of, man, we can sing and have communion right now. Mm-hmm. We don't have to wait till after the cross. We don't have to wait uh, to, to make a sacrifice. We can make a sacrifice of praise with singing a song. Dude, that's Super good. cool. Another one, Psalm 30, verse 12 says this, that I might sing praises to you and not be silent. Hmm. Oh, Lord, my God, I will give you thanks forever. You know, so this is, again, it's, a, it's this idea that, we must not be silent. Uh, we know it says that if we're silent, then the rocks will even cry out, totally. right? Yep. So for those of you who find yourself maybe, ah, I'm not really a singer or I don't really like the worship portion. Hey, I'm, we're just challenging you in this podcast. We're going to show you more reasons why, but to not remain silent. Even David there in the Psalms had to tell himself that I might sing praises to you and not be silent because there is a temptation to be silent mm-hmm. and not lift up our voice. So beyond those Psalms, there's a bunch of other ones too. Just touch on a couple uh, random singing scriptures uh, from Numbers 21. I mean, who thought there was a singing scripture in Numbers, right? Mm. It says there, the Israelites sang this song, spring up, oh well. Yes, sing, it's praises. So spring up, oh well, man, we got songs about that, right? That's right. Uh, They come right out of Numbers. You you would assume that comes out of the Psalms, but it comes out of Numbers. Uh, then you got a passage in Isaiah 12, 5. It says, sing to the Lord, for he has done wonderful things. Make known his praise around the world. 
So it's just powerful, declaring, just calling us to sing praise. Jeremiah 20, 13, sing to the Lord, praise the Lord. For though I was poor and needy, he rescued me from my oppressors. See that right there, a response to what God's done in our lives, rescuing us from different situations, circumstances, uh, oppressive people, whatever it is, he's rescuing us and our response can be singing. Yes. Super, super powerful. So obviously we know that there's a ton in, of singing scriptures in the Old Testament. We could go on and on and on and on, but yep. we won't. We'll let you guys look those up and, and discover the power there. But we do want to move to some powerful New Testament scriptures and show you that there are some really significant ones. So super cool, Jeff. So in Matthew 26, verse 30, this is such a trip. It's one of those verses that I think we read and then we just kind of gloss over it. Yeah. But there's something really cool here. This is right before Jesus is going to the cross, right before the betrayal. Jesus and the boys are getting ready to go out to the Mount of Olives to pray. And here it says this in Matthew 26, 30. It says, when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Hmm. And so just, yeah, I, I don't know, like Jesus knew where he was going and yeah. yet still he began to praise and worship God through song with the guys. Yeah. Super it's like cool. one of the last things that they did together. Absolutely. Right? Powerful. Totally powerful. And you can easily just gloss over that. Yep. Oh, and they sang a hymn. But that was important. That yeah. was powerful. Right it was a there. connection point for them. Yeah. It was a fellowship point for them. Yep, so good. Uh, a couple other New Testament scriptures. Uh, Paul talking about in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 15. He says this, well then, what shall I do? And he's saying this on our behalf, right? So yeah. we should all be saying, what should we do? Well, he says, I will pray in the spirit and I will also pray in words I understand. Then it says something that I don't know if a lot of us knows there. It says, I will sing in the spirit and I will also sing in words I understand. <laughs> He's kind of assuming like this is normal for people to do this. They will pray in the spirit and pray with words they understand and sing in the spirit and sing with words that we understand. Again, that's another scripture, man, that I think we as the body of Christ tend to gloss over. I mean, depending on what your background is, if, if you kind of grow up more mainline or or a church that wasn't really exuberant in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, especially the gift of tongues or interpretation yep. or the prophetic, it could really be weird. But guys, this is one of those things that this is the Apostle Paul yep. saying this thing. Yep. He says, yeah, I pray uh, in my mind and I also sing in my mind, but guess what? I, I pray in the spirit and sing in the spirit for me, Jeff, you know, we were talking that this, for me, my personal story is that's how I received the gift of tongues was through song. Wow. That was my first encounter with that gift. And I still use it today in, in my worship times and just my personal secret place. I just love to sing a melody in the spirit to him. Yes. Yeah. And I told you that uh, Martha, my wife, she also, I mean, we, neither her nor I grew up around these types of things. Speaking in tongues, singing in tongues, all that stuff. That'd be weird, super mm -hmm. weird. Uh, but in our study of the Bible and realizing that it's not weird, yep. it's actually what God's called us to. In fact, it's weird if we don't sing in the spirit or pray in the spirit. Well, in our seeking of these things, it took us a while because you know, we have to unlearn some things, you know, yep. from uh, wrong teachings or whatever. <laughs> but Martha also then experienced the very first time that she uh, that tongues came out of her mouth. It was in song. Yeah. Which is, I don't know that there's, I'm sure there's other people out there that have had that same experience, but such a unique experience. Uh, you usually think of it being, if you're going to uh, do something in tongues, it's usually speaking in tongues, but a uh, beautiful thing that Paul brings there. And we're of course supposed to follow Paul 
as he follows, follows Christ. Christ. Yeah. And so if it's something that he was doing, then it's something that we should be doing. Totally. Super powerful. Uh, how about this one? Ephesians 5, 18 and 19. It says, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Now, wait, side <laughs> note right there. Uh, that's for somebody. I'm just telling you, do you want to ruin your life? Okay, there you go. Then it goes on. Instead, everybody say, instead. Instead. There it is. There it is. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. And then comma, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts. Powerful singing scripture. How about this one from James 5? You know, realize, I mean, James is kind of a hardcore dude here, but uh, he says in, in James 5 verse 13, are any of you suffering hardships? You should pray. Hmm. Are any of you happy? You should sing praises. It's kind of an right. assumption. He's like, guys, don't just go through life. If things are going bad or if things are going good, be totally disconnected from God. Like if things are going good, then sing praises. Yep. Give God praise. There's something that happens in your life when you begin to give him praise for what he's done in your life. Super cool. Um, all right, so we wanna go through kind of a list here of some things uh, that singing is this, or singing does this. Because uh, again, we're highlighting how God is aiding our awakening with singing. We understand that there are many things in our life that are gonna help us grow in God. Praying is one of those. Reading the word is one of those. Uh, fellowshipping with each other, uh, breaking bread together is one of those. But singing should not, must not be left out of this list, right? Yeah, right. So in aiding our awakening with singing, we're going to go through a few things that, that singing is, that singing does. All right. So number one is that singing is a command. What? Yeah, man. I mean, bro, it's not an option. Really? But it's a good thing. It's a good command. All of God's commands are good for us. So if God commands us to sing, it's for our benefit. Mm. He's not trying to, he's not commanding us to sing to hurt us, but to help us. Come on, somebody. Right. You know, he wants to help us. So if singing uh, is a command, that means it's a good thing for us to do. And of course, you can bring up a million scriptures that say, sing unto the Lord, you know, mm -hmm. all, all that a million times. So. Singing is a command that's a powerful thing that we're supposed to do. He's called us to do it. I just think it's amazing how your voice actually does have two sounds, two distinct sounds that Crazy. it can make. Yeah. Right? That you, awesome. We spend most of, time, most of our time speaking, but God did give us this ability. Most people have the ability to switch over and make this other sound. Yeah. That's called singing. And it is different and it shouldn't be ignored. Yeah. Why? Because again, it's a natural thing that God has put in us in our physiology, but then adding his super to it. It's, it's yeah. a supernatural thing, guys, all throughout this Christian life. It's all about our natural plus God's super, our yeah. natural plus God's super. When we pray, it's sometimes for me, it's feeble words, but when it's breathed on by the yes. spirit of God, it becomes something supernatural. You guys might, you know, like my wife, she kind of, she... You know, she likes singing, but she wouldn't say that she's the greatest singer in the world. But the sure. thing is, guys, there's something that, that the Lord loves about that and he delights. Yeah. And it's good for you yes. uh, to have this stuff get really written on your heart when you yes. begin to lift up a melody. It, it really unlocks something in your heart. It yes. really does. There's something that's closed and shut. And when you begin to sing, it opens your heart. That's why it's a command, because it's so good for us. Another one, number two, is that it's a tool to help us with deeper connection with God's truth. 
right? So, I mean, and you could talk on this, Joss, how yeah. melodies help us. Yeah. So if you guys think about it, you know, I was just doing a little sing along with my, with my second grade boy and, and his class and some, there was kids running around. It was crazy. And I was just like, man, what song am I going to sing? And then all of a sudden down by the bay, where the <laughs> grow, twinkle, twinkle, little star. I mean, all these things that I didn't, I didn't even know were there were in the recesses of my mind, begin to pull out and yep. all the kids were like, yeah, Barney lives. <laughs> and so we were just doing these songs, but there's something incredible about melody that, that again, you're, you're, you're singing it forth and it begins to write stuff on your heart. Yes. One yes. thing I love about, you know, International House of Prayer down in Kansas City, these guys, you know, part of their, one of their methods is uh, worship in the word it's called, where they get their mm-hmm. Bibles out and they're in a prayer cycle and they be, they have their songs, prayers and prayer songs. And what they do is they get the scriptures and they begin to sing mm. out the scriptures. Super cool. Because then if you want to learn how to memorize scripture, if you want to learn how to memorize doctrine, theology, these truths, just begin to sing it out. I'm telling yes. you it works because God writes it on your heart. Just like yep. ABCs, just like Twinkle Twinkle. Yeah, it really is. It's a natural thing that we do. I know my kids would come home on elementary school years and they'd be singing the days of the week song. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's something about the power of song that makes it come alive and it helps us remember. Yeah. Right. It just, it writes it on our hearts, but it, it's allows us to bring it forth in song. It helps us remember things that we couldn't remember without the song. Super powerful. Look yeah. at Colossians three sixteen. says, let the message about the Messiah dwell richly among you. Watch this guys teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom and singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. So what Paul is saying here, just as, you know, Ephesians, that verse was very close to that. But he's saying, I actually want you to teach and admonish. This is going back to the commandment, that that this is a commandment. He says, I want you to teach and admonish with all wisdom. By how? By using psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Like if you think about the songs that we sing in church or when we gather corporately, it's so powerful because, yeah, we glean our teaching and our knowledge from guys like like that, that teach and preach, but it's really powerful when we sing because it really, again, it teaches us, it admonishes us, it instructs us, and it gives us revelation into God's truth. Ah, so true. It's ridiculously easy to discount the importance of singing. Reminds me of a friend of mine who came to me after hearing me preach from the book. Chapter 7, Worship is Not for God, really struck him. He said he used to think of worship as the credits before the movie. You know, something that was nice for those artsy types. But when he realized God made worship in song to be something for every person, he realized he was missing out on the blessing by staying quiet. Wow. Hey, also remember, if you're enjoying this podcast, we would ask you to go to iTunes or Podbean or wherever you listen and give us a review, hopefully a five-star one. Of course, this is so important and will encourage others who need to listen to jump in with us. Hey, we want to give a huge shout out to Brian Moore from Hudson, Indiana for winning our contest from last week's podcast. He won a free autographed copy of my new book, Awakening Pure Worship, for giving us the correct scripture, Colossians 3.23. Way to go, Brian! Of course, if you're looking to go more in-depth on these conversations, you're definitely going to want to pick up the new book for yourself. One of the things we're asking people to do is go to a Barnes & Noble near you. 
Ask if they have the book in stock, and if not, ask them to actually order one for you. They'll have it delivered there, and you can come pick it up, and that will tell Barnes & Noble that people are interested in the book. All right, as we get back to the conversation, we've honestly saved the best for last. As we bring to life a couple of insane, chain-breaking, enemy-vanquishing stories connected to lifting our voices in worship and praise to our God. So, open your hearts and buckle your seatbelts as we get back to the Pure Worship Podcast. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about aiding our awakening with singing. And that there are some things that we might be overlooking in the power of song. It's not like we just get together and sing a couple songs and sit down and now we're here to hear the message. The message is absolutely powerful, Mm -hmm. but they're hand in glove. They work so powerfully together because the singing helps reinforce these truths that we may have missed. You know, how many of us literally remember all the points from the sermon that we just heard at church this last week? Very few of us do. There's a few sermons that stick. And now it's getting in there, but as we begin to sing those things out in some of these songs that we're singing, man, it sticks in a way that sometimes it doesn't in other methods. So another thing, um, number three, and you could talk about this, Josh, as well. Man, this is a powerful one. This is where singing breaks chains. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Glory. Every worship song in the history of the world, at least half of them are written about chains breaking, right? Yeah. Prisoners being set free, all that. It's because it's the reality, guys. If you look at uh, Acts chapter 16, you guys know this story. Paul and Silas in prison. This is the kind of story that you heard about in VBS when you were a kid. This is about, you know, these different d- different Bible stories that you hear about. They're like, oh, man, this is awesome. But check this out. You guys know the story. Paul and Silas, they get thrown into prison because, matter of fact, they, they there was this kind of psychic girl that was wandering around using a spirit of divination. Bam, she got delivered of the demon and uh, took away the cash cow. And what do you know? They get tossed into prison. This angry (laughs) mob gets ticked at them. Their feet and their hands are in stocks. And this is picking up at verse 25. It says, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. Wait, 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 wait. So you're telling me that these guys yeah. just got yes, beaten. Yes. Okay. Yes. So they're not feeling so hot. Right. They're in stocks. The yes. Bible even says that they're in the center of the dungeon. <laughs> they're in the darkest, deepest part of the dungeon, right? That's what I'm saying. And and you're saying that these guys start singing. I mean, I'm thinking, Josh, like, I'm probably in the woe is me party at yeah, that point. Like, this, this is really stinks. I'm not thinking, hey, what's the set list, Josh? Let's begin singing. And we're not talking like the typical jailhouse or, or Faribault <laughs> prison here in Minnesota. We're talking like no, this bro. was a dirty, disgusting. There's rats. There's, I mean, it's, it's, it's nasty. It's, it's content too yes. graphic bleep, for this bleep, podcast. Bleep, bleep. No, no. Right. But here's the thing, man. They start doing this thing. And okay, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the prisoners were listening to them. Guys, here's, I want you to catch this. The prisoners were listening oh. to them. And so even in the midst of the difficult time that these guys were in, even in the midst of hell, they begin to call on heaven. Yep, yep. And this is what I want us to catch is that when we sing, the world will take note. People around us will hear our song. They, wow. they know the destitute places that we're walking through, but they're going to see now, it. Now, you're talking about the world's just going to hear your beautiful voice? No, I'm saying... And, and, and gonna... being enamored with your, your vocal pipes? You no, because <laughs> I don't know if Paul and Silas were good singers. Exactly. They were probably not great. <laughs> but I'm telling you, it was a step up because they began to change the atmosphere around Uh-oh. them in this prison. Wow. 
Look at this. Suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the jail were shaken and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's chains came loose. Wow. Now, the, the rest of the story goes when the jailer woke up. This whole thing is, is like, man, he's going to kill himself because he's so afraid that yep. the prisoner, like that was the death penalty. Yep. If you're a jailer and a prisoner gets out, you die. You're done. Yep. But as a result of what happened, this man, he came to Christ. The Bible says that his whole family was saved and baptized that day. Wow. So here's the thing, guys. In the midst, this talks about the super and the natural. Guys, in the natural situation, this was a horrible thing. But as they began to call upon the supernatural God, the chains broke. And guys, it's more than cliche. It's more than a Bible uh, story. This is the reality and the truth of what God wants to bring his people into today is that he is longing to have the body of Christ have their voice be heard. Yeah. Because it's going to shake. Uh, th- th- it's shaking the foundations. It's going to destroy chains. It's going to rattle everything because your voice counts before the throne of grace. So you're telling me that singing can break chains it can also bring a spirit of evangelism to win people to christ and yet we resist right like we resist and think well i don't know singing no big deal it's just a service it's just a song we see a couple songs and then sit down and think there's no big deal we've got to raise our understanding raise our expectation of what can happen when we're singing. Yes. Like that literally, if you have the chains of depression or the chains of fear or the chains of apathy or whatever it is, sin in your life, that chains are going to break off when you speak out, when you sing out in faith. And then that is going to touch the hearts of people around you. And they're going to call on Jesus to be Lord and Savior. It's amazing, guys. That's incredible. All right. So number four, uh, one of the other ones we're looking at here is that singing builds community. Mm. Like what? Yeah. Now, we know that singing is one of the things that we do in the secret place. You know, I didn't used to sing. I didn't grow up with that. Uh, I would, I would read my Bible and pray. Uh, but man, in the last 20, 25 years, I have been adding that third component singing. Uh, and it's changed my life. We put those three together, praying, uh, the word and singing and worship to God, man, so powerful. Yes. But this is not what we're talking about here. We're talking about how something happens when we all begin to sing the corporate song yeah. together. Yeah. One heart, one voice. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you a little story. Uh, I had a situation where I was singing at a youth convention um, and they had this really cool idea. I think it's a, a great idea because of some pushback that sometimes people have toward, well, isn't is singing the only thing that that we can do that's worship to God? Aren't there other expressions that we can use uh, to give glory and praise to God? And people are like, well, yeah, I guess you could. You know, well, what about painting or art or what about poetry or uh, what about uh, confession or communion? So there's all these other uh, other expressions that could be worship under God that really are worship under God. So they set up all these stations around the room. Uh, myself and the band were getting ready to lead worship in song, but there was op- other opportunities. You could go to the poetry station and write. You could go to the journaling station and write. Uh, you could go uh, take communion. You could do all these different things, and which again, I, I think is an amazing idea. Mm-hmm. And all of those things are worship to God. Totally. Yep. But the Holy Spirit spoke in my heart and just gave me a thought that there's nothing that touches, that brings the body of Christ together in community like a song. Hmm. And what I mean by that is, well, there was about 2,000 people that day. All 2,000 of us can't get together and write a poem. Right. All of us can't get together and write a short story. You know, all of us can't get together and um, do confession together. 
specifically because it's usually it's between you and God. Now Absolutely. there's some elements of yes. that that can yep. happen, right? Yep. yep. But there's something that happens when we all lift our voices together mm. and you look around a room and you say, I'm not alone. I'm not the only one. We're all united. We're literally singing the same words to the same melody with the same heart, one voice, one song. And it brings us together in a way that very few things can. Singing is such a uniter. I mean, I remember the old Coca-Cola commercial back in the day, you know, like we're, they're all singing that same song, man. People still sing that song. Uh, this is going to blow yes. your mind. Uh, so they have done scientific research on choirs mm. and this is such a crazy thing that when people come together and sing as one, as, as a choir, one sound, one voice, their breathing rhythms and their heartbeats begin to conform to each other. What? And so they begin breathing the same, their heart, their heartbeats begin to do the same thing. <laughs> and it's such a trip. So literally in the congregation, when we gather corporately to sing, scientifically our hearts begin to beat to the same rhythm because we're breathing oh, the same breathing patterns because we're doing this. And it's pretty sweet. Dude, that's that incredible. Awesome? I mean, think about that. We begin to think alike. Yeah. We begin to think, and this is our prayer, right? That we would we would be passionate about what God is passionate for. And so as we begin singing, our passions begin to unite. Sweet. That we would cry out for the things that God is crying out for. That we would hurt for the, the things that God hurts for. Mm. And then when we lift his name up, something happens to bring that community together and our hearts align and unity, right? Divisions yeah. are going away. Something happens when we sing together that can't be done in another way. It's awesome. Powerful. All right. So the last one, uh, number five is that singing destroys the enemy, mm. man. And we cannot overlook this one. This is so powerful. All right. So we got this story, uh, in second Chronicles 20, all right. Second Chronicles 20. And it starts off by saying this verse one it says, after this, the armies of the Moabites, Ammonites, and some of the Mayonites declared war on Jehoshaphat. Okay, a lot of people know this story, Jehoshaphat, right? And the power of the story. So can you imagine being in that situation? All of a sudden there's this people that comes. We don't really understand this uh, in America a lot anymore. Someone coming to our territory and mm -hmm. declaring war against us. <laughs> imagine the fear, imagine the, the craziness Sheesh. that's going on there. Yeah. Well, what does Jehoshaphat do? He does the right thing, he seeks the Lord, he says, God, what are we going to do? And then after a time of prayer and fasting, God brings a prophet. And the prophet says this. It's one of the most uh, famous passages in response to, to a situation like this. This is verse 15. This is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid. Hmm. Don't be discouraged by this mighty army. For the battle is not yours but God's. All right. Crazy. Now we can preach a sermon on that, yep. but that's not the end of the story. All right. So he, they get this word from the Lord. And then what he does though is, is God does not tell them, okay, you guys sit at home. I'm going to go fight the battle. Mm -hmm. He actually does call them not to fight the battle, but to show up. So they dress for battle and they're supposed to march out there to battle as if they're going to fight, wow. be prepared to do so. Right. And so then it skips ahead here. And this is so incredible. Uh, you would think that Jehoshaphat's battle tactic would be to put the big guys up front. You know, yep. I mean, you know, like the tanks, get the, the panzers big, out, man. Come We're going on for it. The big guns, yeah. right? You're going to yep. put anything, you're gonna, the toughest thing you have in the front. But what does Jehoshaphat do? Uh, it says this 
in verse 21, it says, after consulting the leaders of the people, the king appointed singers hmm. to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising him for his holy splendor. Do you see what's developing here, Josh? I mean, you know this stuff, right? As they begin to sing, this is a warrior cry. Yeah. Right? This is a warrior cry. And then it goes on. It says, this is what they sang. And many songs have been written about this verse. In verse 21, it says, give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. So we echo that song even in this day. But then verse 22 uh, is the highlight here. It says, at the moment they began to sing. Think about that. Yeah. This moment. At the moment they began to sing and give praise, the Lord caused. Say the Lord caused. The Lord caused. <laughs> the Lord caused the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir to start fighting among themselves. And we know the end of the story. Those armies destroy themselves. The Israelites don't even have to fight. In fact, their act of fighting was singing. Sweet. And that was what was destroying the enemy. And God overcame on their behalf when they lifted up their voice to sing. Now, isn't that something that we can apply today? When we have situations, circumstances, we have people that might come against us. We know the enemy is out to kill, steal, and destroy. And the picture that I have is when we begin to sing, it says if the devil has to put his hands over his ears, he can't stand it when we're singing, giving praises to Jesus Christ, that he puts his hand over his ears and he can't mm. do the work to kill, steal, and destroy that he wants to do. Again, when we show up with our natural. Yep. And we exalt the supernatural God. Bam. What we, what we do in the natural becomes supernatural. It, it shouldn't be that way, Josh. You shouldn't be able to sing a song. It wasn't as if, you know, now maybe they were really bad singers and that's why the, the army started fighting against themselves. <laughs> I don't bad. think so. I don't think so. It, says the, it said the Lord caused. So, man, it's something so powerful. All right. So the last thing we want to get to here as we're talking about aiding our awakening with singing is Josh, you know, in, in our podcast, we've been talking a lot about this, how God never asks us to do something that he has not already done for us. Which is now, crazy. Yeah. A couple of, couple of obvious examples, like he, he died to himself yep. and he calls us to die to ourselves. He <laughs> right. forgives those, uh, he hung on the cross saying, you know, forgive those, uh, forgive them for they don't know not what they do. Mm -hmm. So he calls us to forgive even those who hurt us, right? Correct. But check, check this out. So this is Zephaniah 3, 17. It says, Yahweh, your God, is among you, a warrior who saves. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will bring you quietness with his love. Mm -hmm. He will delight in you with shouts of joy or mm -hmm. songs yes. of joy. Yes. I mean, who would think that God sings. So he's calling us to sing, but somebody might say, well, does God sing? Like, why is he telling us to do something that he's not doing? But he's not. Right. That verse there reveals something that many people don't even know is there, that God himself actually sings. Yeah. We're made in his image, right? He's not calling us to do things that he doesn't do. Yep. And that, that word rejoice, you know it. It's, it, it literally means to spin like a top at, <laughs> with love for someone or something, right? So God is doing this Hebrew dance step to spin like a top with his great love for us. And he's calling us to do the same thing. So he dances and we dance because he dances. We sing because he sings yeah. over us. It's beautiful. 
It's just following the Father's example. Yep. It's one of my favorite portions of Scripture, man. The Father rejoices over us. He sings His melodies over us. Yes. And so, again, it, it's all about response, Jeff. Yep. Our response back to Him is we want to spin about and we want to sing because of the thing that He's already modeled and shown the example to us. Yeah. So we want to challenge you guys. Uh, we'll just challenge ourselves right along with you. We want to not throw out this thing called singing and realize that there's actually more power here than we really understand. Uh, and so we want to challenge you guys. If you're not a singer out there and you, they're like, ah, I don't really enjoy it. You know what? When you step out in faith, begin to make a joyful noise. Mm-hmm. Right? The Bible doesn't say you have to be a great singer. Right. And they say you have to be a professional singer. It doesn't have to be your job, but it's just part of who each one of us is is to lift up our voice in song and something will happen. Chains are gonna break in your life. Do you have chains? Do you have depression? Do you have uh, struggles with anxiety and fear? Man, Josh, we, we read it. Paul and Silas, the chains fell off and these are spiritual chains that will break as you begin to praise in that yeah. dark moment, right? And, and the enemy, when he's coming against you to kill, steal and destroy, He's going to be pushed back as you begin to lift up your voice. He's going to cover his ears. He can't stand it when you give glory to God. So this is one of the things that's going to really change your life as you begin to lift up your voice, continue singing, and knowing that it's something that God has called you to, and it will awaken your heart to him like never before. Amen and amen. Hey, Pure Worship Podcast family. Thank you so much for listening in on this week's podcast entitled Aiding Our Awakening with Singing. Hopefully you're not underestimating these truths. Of course, denying ourselves this expression is like shooting ourselves in the foot spiritually. If you found yourself numb or blocked toward God, turning on some music and lifting up your voice in worship and praise to God by faith can help you break out of that desert. You may have tried everything else, but know that God will break chains and destroy the enemy for you, just as he did for Paul and Silas, as you sing out from the heart of your prison. Does that make sense? Nope. But this is the way God designed it, and he longs to deliver you and set you free. Hey, on the next Pure Worship podcast, Josh and I amp it up as we talk about the subject, worship is not for God. Now, I know what you're thinking. Now they've gone too far, but I promise we've got scripture to back this up. So, hey, tune in next Tuesday and every Tuesday for the Pure Worship podcast.